right, all right, all right. God bless you, 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 and keep you all strong in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Is it okay now? Is the sound okay now? My God. All right. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. All right. We bless God. We bless God. We bless God. Okay. Get ready. Get ready. The Lord is going to be a blessing to us tonight. And I strongly believe that what the Lord has started, He will surely perfect it in the name of the Lord Jesus. All right, let's kick start. Last Monday, we started a new topic, and we were actually talking about spiritual realities. Spiritual realities. Spiritual realities. Now, listen, I made certain statements and I said, Church is like a school. Church is like a school. Church is like a school. And this school, there are different levels of classes. We have from the primary level, the secondary level, the tertiary level, and the rest. So now, the kind of class that you find yourself determines the kind of things you will learn. And the kind of things you are studying and learning is also a connotation or depicts your maturity. So the kind of church you go to determines the kind of word of God you hear. And the kind of word of God you hear determines your growth in Christ. That is why you don't just attend any church. Some of you you have attended certain churches you know when you came to tertiary institutions you realize that the messages you were hearing actually made you understand that there are dimensions in god but when you go back to your local assembly at home all that they are telling you is stop singing and go to heaven then you realize that you are feeling uncomfortable in your local assembly and once you decide to move away to a different place so that you will grow, they will tell you that you have backslidden. Because they have made the church to be like a family gathering. My dear, a more being pointy fingers at you. When you stop going to a certain church because you are not growing in that church and you get to a place where you are growing, my dear, go. If you are part of Eagles Mountain International and you know you have outgrown the things we are seeing, uh, when you change, you can go. Yeah, go to a place. What I'm telling you, not all men of God can tell you this. Because everybody wants to keep you in their, in their church. I'm telling you. So you need to understand some of these things. All men of God know God according to their level. So get that. Put that at the back of your mind. They know God according to their level. And they teach about God according to the level that they know. People just will also go and 
take other people's messages and preach the same thing. It's a waste. You are doing nothing. It's a waste. You need to encounter your God. Have a message. And when you go, you declare the message according to the encounter you had with God. That is when we see results being produced. That is why most of the times, eh, look at some of the Orthodox churches. They are men of God. When they come to take the microphone, they are not given any mystical revelation of the word, just something raw. But the kind of manifestations and testimonies that follow, it is because we have an encounter with God concerning what they are saying. Young men, young men and women of God nowadays just pick other men of God's messages and they preach it as if they are the ones that prepared it. You will never grow. And it is just a certain kind of deception that the devil does. They think they have grown because they are preaching things. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> I remember some time ago somebody sent me a message, a man of God. Hey. I, I picked one of your messages on Paul Dinner and I went to preach it in, in my youth meeting and everybody was clapping. I said, hey, you are killing yourself. <laughs> that message on, um, I think, tongue speaking. I remember when I was preparing this message, I preached this message way back last year there in church. And myself, something entered my spirit when I was preparing the message. Kindly. I couldn't, I prayed in tongues for two hours before I, I came to church to preach the messages for one hour. And it shook the whole place, just like that. But somebody who has not prayed about anything just downloaded the message with dear Dene Baba. In fact, all the tongues that I spoke in the thing in our dealing in our Baba, so I could count the same thing. Babatastic. Message that you are going to preach to God's people for them to grow. So, who can buy a poor? Oh, no. It means tongues, And it's just a deception. They think they are growing. When you tell them these kind of things, they don't listen. Because it, it will look like you are against them. This is why when they are they know they are not growing. They know they are not. They know they are not. Because the purpose of the word of God is to come and stretch you. When you listen to a man of God's message, it should stretch you for you to get more understanding. That is why we meditate on the message we have received. Meditation is like a hen brooding over an egg. If the hen does not brood, it, it will be an egg. 
But once the hen broods over it, it will hatch into another life called a chicken. That is how meditation is. You are holding an egg. There is no life in that thing. The only thing you can do with that thing is to just say it lifeless like that. And that is by eating the egg, the raw egg. But when you brood over it for some time, sometimes one number with me because even he said, assembling a man of God, I hit the spirit, let a yeast creature be able to talk. You are trying to ponder on that scripture, then it will connect to another scripture. Then you are stretching yourself in that. But many of you don't even have time. We don't even have time. How will you grow? And this is the way to grow in faith. And faith is the only thing that can cause you to conquer the troubles in this world. You don't study God's word. You are always looking for prophecy. Man of God, what is the Lord saying? It is in the Bible. May the Lord help us and keep us strong in the name of Jesus. All right. Open your ears. There are many things about our Christian faith many believers don't understand. And these are the same people who wear big, big suits and stand and talk as if they are... <laughs> hey, you see? I remember when we were growing small, small in the tents of God. Because if you don't take care and you come out before your time, Trouble, wahala. I'm telling you, there are people God will even tell them everything they want to show it. You will never go like that. Everything they want to show. God has spoken to you by the Holy Spirit. That spend time and, and pray at night. Maybe in the afternoon, around 2 to 3 p.m., spend time and pray. Sad time now, best spend it to pray. No? A person who's streaming a live on Facebook, so he prays with people. You are you are you are disobeying God. You want to show forth what God has told you to do in secret. You will never go down. It is a disobedience, and it is a way the devil is rushing a lot of young ministers into the limelight. And we really need to understand some of these things. Hey, know your time. Know your time. The fact that somebody is at the same age with you, you all believe in the Lord Jesus, and the person is in the limelight does not mean quickly you to you to come out. You need to know your time. Because the Bible said it that God in his time he maketh all things beautiful. That means beauty, the definition of beauty is linked to the timing of God. Any time something is not in God's time, it is never beautiful. Outside the time of God, nothing is beautiful. It is only in God's time that even if the thing is black, as ugly as everybody can see, if it is in God's time, it is beautiful.
And that is why when somebody is in a stime, they can even cough. You know, even people like that, they can cough on CD. People will buy because it is their time. One thing the devil sought to destroy that he tried that he couldn't destroy is God's time. God's time. It is called the Kairos and the Moet of God. The Moet is called the appointed time. God will look through the, the chronos of the normal time we have and will appoint a certain point and say, This one, I will manifest myself. The devil cannot do anything about it. It is called the Moet, M O E D, appointed time. And when God appoints that time and says, Step in that time, even if you cough, people will come and buy. I'm telling you. Hey, there are people, they will, they will pray fast and pray, fast and pray. Ah, nothing works. But the moment they hit their time, it is the same fasting and prayer now they have been doing now that they are still doing. But this time around, it looks like something is pushing them to a place. There is a certain oil of influence. They will speak one small word everybody will be posting it they are in their time don't force yourself to do it in fact i'm telling you that is why many young ministers are getting frustrated apostle arome is in his time apostle mike Oropo is in his time all these great apostles of god are in their seasons their messages are sweeping across the nations of the world. And because you see that you also quickly want to force yourself, bring out a message, write a book, nobody will hear of you because it is not your time. <laughs> it's very funny. Sometimes you see, there are many times people have told man of God, write books, write books. Man of God, hey, all these things you are saying there, write, write a book, write a book. What the moment I make the APM is, ah, moment the APM Especially those times when we were, when, when we were in senior high school, you see a young lady who says, this one they should be alive, this one they should be alive. Go, go, Charlie, go, Charlie, you're a man, you're a man. You go, the lady will, will bounce you like a bouncing baby boy. The same people that pushed you will laugh at you. You buy a bag. You come back and ah, Charlie wants sound. Ah, Charlie, you buy. You know, big guy crack. I just want to. You know, fault. Oh, you know, you know when you make just say basa. And so I'm one of them. I force them. All right. So please, people of God, to grow in the Lord, you need a serious disciplined life I'm telling you serious disciplined life I'm telling you this is where a lot of pastors are carrying gifts but they are not grown but there are people like Neko Mades they are the people that are grown the way God measures growth, eh? <laughs> it is not by anointing. Never. It is never by gift. It is never by teaching grace or anything. The yardstick or the measuring tape that God uses to measure spiritual growth 
in Christ is by obedience. It's as simple as that. Obedience. And obedience is a very deep thing. You can't just say, I have obeyed. It's a lie. It's a lie. Yeah, sometimes you are anointed. Some people say, if you are this, prove that you carry grace. All of a sudden, your eyes will open. So if you are a prophet, what is, what is hidden in this one? Show us. All of a sudden, your eyes will open. You see it. But the Lord will say, don't see it. <laughs> the Lord will say, don't talk. But the thing is open before your eyes. You are seeing the thing. Your mouth is shaking. You want to say the thing, but the Lord says, don't speak. This is maturity. How many things? When the devil came to tempt him, all those things the devil said, if you are just do this, he could do ten times better. But all of them, he did not do anything. We are always trying to show off that we are, we are, we have, we are anointed, we are gifted. We are just actually manifesting our immaturity. As simple as that. Haven't you heard the worldly people say things like, you call yourself evangelist this, you carry the healing grace, go to all hospitals and heal all the sick people there. Haven't you heard those kind of nonsense questions? God will, God's spirit does not manifest like that. Hmm. I'm telling you, I have to understand some few things. Now let's move on to them. Some but you will be answering the goggles. You are about where soon soon we are. Where your goggles? We are about to enter somewhere. All right, you will be on Ketchu. Ketchu, dear. You are not the last born to on Ketchu. All right, now, last mandate, we were talking about something very, very profound and very spiritual. And I wanted us to know and understand that once you hear of it, get this, Genesis chapter 1 verse 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, God, he created the heavens, not one heaven. He created the heavens and the earth. Now, once you hear of the word earth, we are speaking of an establishment of that which is in heaven. There are systems that God has put in place. Throughout scripture, if you have the deep eye to decode the pattern of God, God has patterns. God, our patterns. There is a way God moves. It is spread out throughout scripture. You can pick it. And one of the um, patterns that God follows that the natural first and the spiritual second. Paul said it. The natural first and the spiritual second. It is a pattern that God normally follows. The natural first and the spiritual second. So if God wants to do something, he will first, because God is spirit, but he will first make the thing natural before he brings the thing into the spiritual reality. So if you don't really understand what is behind the natural thing, you will actually miss the definition of everything. That is why there is the Old Testament and there is the New Testament. One is a representative 
of the natural and one is another representative of the spiritual so you need to understand that is why there is the natural israel as a country but there is the spiritual israel like the church which we are so but the natural one came first before we also manifested this is one of the patterns that god follows throughout scripture if you want to understand god you need to follow some of these things there are patterns there are patterns there are patterns and following the patterns of god can let you have a certain knowledge about god and if you continue therein according to god's patterns there are certain things god will never fail you are you all following good so now once you hear of the matter of the earth you have to understand the idea that god had for the earth there is an assignment that god has for the earth but before god made the earth he first made the heavens and i wish i could have time and take all of you into the realm of the spirit so that i will show you <laughs> this is this this is that this is this this is that but right now i believe that the holy ghost will give you understanding you just imagine the holy ghost will bring some clear um, sanctified imaginations to you so you understand some of the things i want to say because some of them are highly spiritual and i pray that the lord will help us and bring us to the place of understanding hallelujah all right now once you hear of the earth the idea and the original plan of god for the earth was that the earth will be a place where he will extend his kingdom to so the earth is actually the receiving end of god's kingdom extension so god pitched his kingdom in heaven he made heaven the palace of his kingdom understand god's idea of kingdom is that the whole world will be his and that is what i want you to understand the fact that somebody created something does not mean he owns it there is a difference between a creator and an owner and that space between create being a creator and being an owner is very very important and i want you to understand i went to buy my toyota vids and when i bought the toyota vids they gave me the key and everything so i am now the rightful and lawful owner of that car but it was toyota that created it Now, this is what you need to understand. So now, I can decide to drive my car through the forest and hit the car like on the walls and trees. I have bought it. So I am the owner of it. I decide what I do with the car. Toyota will not come and beat me, even though he created it. 
This is to let you know. Hmm. Can I say something here? Molaba has sire. This is to let you know that being the creator of a thing is not all that it takes. In fact, even trees and stones are aware that God created them. They know that there is a God. That God has an inbuilt knowledge in all the things he has created. And this inbuilt knowledge speaks to the things about the reality and the existence of God. That is why the, when somebody says there is no God, the Bible already calls the person a fool. <laughs> it is a fool that says in his heart there is no God. Because whilst he is saying that there is no God in his heart, his own head is condemning him, telling him that there is God. But he is trying to foolishly overlook is what I want to I want you to understand many of you you think life is just <laughs> but I pray that God will let us understand let me just shift to what I want to talk about so that I won't divert from my message now God's agenda and assignment is to extend his kingdom from where he started it which is from heaven to the earth now if God the one that created the world if you are standing at God's perspective, looking at the whole world, God has made the earth the center of the world. Follow me carefully. So the earth where we are is actually the center of the whole universe. And if you did a little bit of integrated science or physics, you will understand that there is something we call pivot. There is something we call fulcrum. When you want to, you know, um, cause something to rotate, there is a point where that thing hits the ground. So everything actually moves around with that thing as the pivot. I don't know if somebody's getting what I'm saying. In the times of old, when we were young, we used to do something. You have a big pen, tino, pen, tino. We have battery, battery, because a tiger head, but oh, so I blue bin on it. That's top, no, not that the snow bin is just. We the pen, it's Oh, is somebody? Am I the only crossing on this? I grab with the pillow, and I'm with the bin. I'm the money, so I'm going <laughs> Good. So you just swing the thing, and the tip of the pen will be on the ground, and everything will be rotating around it. So that part, that, that tip of the pen's head that is on the ground is called the pivot or the fulcrum. That is how the earth is like before God. So the entire world revolves around the earth, as with the earth as the center. And look at this. This earth, when God knows that this one is the center of the universe, He gave it to man and said, Man, 
should have dominion over that earth. That is to say, man has a very crucial assignment in the entire universe. It is man that will decide what will happen to the entire universe based on his dominion on the earth. Because the earth is the center of the world. This is the knowledge that the devil had. That the moment he was thrown from heaven, he did not go to any other place but straight to the earth. And what was his agenda? To steal the dominion that God had given man. So the earth was actually the receiving end of God's kingdom extension. There is no way you can understand the matters of the earth without understanding kingdom. The earth was made to receive God's kingdom. That is it. And God's kingdom was supposed to manifest through man whom he made in his image and likeness. But a time came, the devil entered into the system of the earth. And when he entered into the system of the earth, he decided to do things that would go against God's original plan and purpose for the earth. Once he got to know that God's original purpose for the earth is to establish his kingdom on the earth, he also decided to build kingdoms on the earth to counter God's original plan to build his kingdom here. Are you following? That is the foundation of the message. Good. And the first man that the devil manifested through to start a kingdom and a government on the earth was called Nimrod. Nimrod. Genesis chapter 11. Nimrod. And the word of God said, this man called Nimrod was a great hunter before the Lord. A great hunter before the Lord. The Bible never spoke of that which this man was hunting after. But he was a hunter, not in the forest, but before God. How can a man be a hunter before God? What is before God that this man is hunting? Hmm. And the word of God said, That this man gathered all the people on the earth and said, Let us build unto ourselves a tower whose top might reach unto the heavens. Follow me. Let us build unto ourselves a tower whose top might reach unto the heavens and let us get a city also. And he said, so that we will get a name for ourselves. And I said this last Monday, anytime you hear of tower, we are speaking of a city. And anytime you hear of a city, you are speaking of a name. So towers move with cities and cities move with names. 
Let me break it down a little bit. Every city has its stronghold to be the tower. In the Ecrobia, a wadia, a boho bay. Can I take you deeper a little bit? Can I take you deeper a little bit? Okay, good. Hey, I'm not I'm not seeing anybody. Uh huh. Is it that you are not hearing me or Okay, okay, good. Now There are things. Do you know that the trees that we even see they have souls? In think of they have souls. If you have heard that trees die, trees die, they die. Before a tree can die, the soul of the tree must first die. But most of the times, the souls of trees are not found inside the trees. I didn't say all the time, I said most of the times. Yes, most of the times, the souls of trees were not found in the trees themselves. Sometimes the soul of a tree might be on a certain stone that is somewhere else. So if you want to kill the tree, you go to where the stone is and you shout, you do some things. And once the soul departs from that stone, the tree will fall down. There are many things we don't know. This is why I keep saying that Christopher, we as Christians. I always say this. Ah, what from that kind of thing? I said this in church last Sunday and people were laughing. As I'm serious. You are born too much. You don't have to take responsibility. The grace of God will grace, grace, grace. Na grace na I'm serious with what I'm saying. Now. I'm very serious with what I'm saying. Oh, the grace of God, the grace of God, the grace of God. Okay. I don't want to divert from my message. Let me just. Hmm. So now, every city has what sustains it. I'm telling you. All these cities and towns you see, they not just appear for fun. That is why we used to say that how do they do that 
There is one there a lot I want to say about Ghana, but I, I don't want to. There are a lot of things. A lot of things. If you are here, you are in Ghana and you don't know these things. I don't know what you are doing. Do you know what they did? How Ghana started? You are just reading social studies. They can't tell you deeper things. Do you know how Ghana started? If you want to really know the depth of Ghana, come to Cape Coast. <laughs> come to Cape Coast. Go into the head of this man called Kwame Nkrumah. There are secrets he did not reveal to anybody. And then I'm about to say some heavy stuff. Adeba la gatakata. There are things about our own country we don't even know. Chef, we don't know how Ghana was established. We don't even know. You know the things that were done. How did, why did they change the name from Gold Coast to Ghana? And what is the meaning of Ghana? Social studies would give you a wonderful, nice definition. But them that know, and I want you to understand this. I told you the other time that every nation has a strong being that rules over it from God and from the devil too. God made beings that rule over nations and kingdoms. The devil too has beings that also rules over kingdoms and nations. When the first kingdom ruled, hmm. Aloysius, now we'll go there next time. We'll go there next time. We'll talk about Ghana proper, proper. All right. So now, Nimrod. This Nimrod was the one that started human government. The Bible said that he was the one that led men to build the tower. And the purpose of that tower was to get a name for themselves. And you know, Proverbs chapter 18, verse 10 says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. How did these people get to know? That when they build a tower, they will get a name for themselves. There is a secret they understood. There is a secret they knew and understood. Now, while they were building it, the Bible says that the Lord, I don't want to go deep into that side, it will confuse us. The Lord came and God confounded their language. And divided them. Now, this is how God divided them. 
Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 8. Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 8. The Bible said, When the Lord gave the nations their inheritance, He divided the people according to the number of the sons of God. Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 8, the English Standard Version. The English Standard Version. Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 8. Somebody should post it here quickly. We are now about to delve deep. So follow me. God divided the nations and he gave them their inheritance. The Bible says that he divided them according to the number of the sons of God. Now, and we have understood this, the sons of God who are the princes of this world. We've understood that. And we spoke about the 72 princes of this world. So according to God, there are 72 dimensions of kingdoms that princes rule over them and we all understood that even lucifer he was a prince lucifer was a prince and we've heard of the prince of the kingdom of persia good so all the there are princes so lucifer is a prince and if he was a prince then he had a kingdom that he was ruling over so what is the kingdom that lucifer was ruling over and if lucifer rebelled against god in heaven and he's ruling over a kingdom on the earth then definitely that kingdom will be a thorn in the flesh of god because it will definitely rise against god's kingdom are you all following Good. It was along the line that a certain great man who was a king had a dream. And in the dream he saw a statue. The statue's head was made of gold. The chest and the arms were made of silver. The belly and the thighs were made of brass. The legs were made of iron. And the feet were made of both iron and clay. And the book of Nazar did not understand the dream he had. And Daniel came to explain the dream. And he said, O king, thou art the head of gold. Your kingdom Babylon is the head of gold. And you remember that when God confounded the languages of the people in Genesis chapter 11, that word confusion that came upon the people is the word Babel. Babel. This is what we call the tower, the tower of Babel. And it is from that word Babel that we had Babylon. So Babylon is actually the first kingdom that stood against God. 
Babylon is the first kingdom that stood against God. That is why God himself started speaking about Nebuchadnezzar. He was great in the whole world. And those times, those kingdoms ruled over the entire earth. Not just their own jurisdiction. Once that kingdom, it was just like a strong kingdom that rules over the world. So Babylon started. But along the line, the chest and the arm that were silver was also another kingdom called Medo and Persia that joined together. Medo and Persia that joined together and became Medo-Persia. And they overthrew the kingdom of Babylon and they ruled over the entire world. But along the lines, as they also kept ruling, another kingdom called the Greece, Greece, that was a Greek, they also appeared. They were the belly and the thighs of brass. They came to overthrow the Medo-Persian kingdom and they ruled over the entire world. Then along the line, the Roman kingdom appeared. <laughs> Abaduma agrees with Celebatai. When the Roman kingdom, and the last time I made you understand how the Roman kingdom appeared, how that kingdom was established, I told you that there were two young guys, nobody knows who gave birth to them. One was called Remulus, and one was called Remus. Remulus and Remus, they fed from I know some of you went to read about it. They fed from the breast milk of a wolf. The breast milk of a wolf. When I say wolf, so two children that were drinking the breast milk of a wolf to a point where they grew. Where did these children come from? And who is this wolf? If you understand this, you will know. It, is, it was even during the time where the Roman kingdom was ruling that Jesus was born. Because had it not been Jesus being born in that time, that kingdom called Rome is so strong. It is so strong. Do you know that iron can even break gold? Do you know iron can break brass? Iron can cut silver into two. Iron can destroy all those kingdoms that were above it. Very strong. Highly strong. And that was the Roman Empire. And you know what? The prince that was ruling over that empire was Lucifer. And another prince called Samael. I said this the other time. Lucifer and Samael. They were ruling. And they knew. Look at this. It was at that time that everything that these people would, in fact they were ruling over the world but their main focus was not actually on the other nations but the focus of this kingdom was so much on Israel why? the question is why Israel? why Israel? and they got to know that the Israelites were serving their God to a point where, and you see, that kingdom of Rome had a certain pattern. Once, and you see, in the times of old, the kingdoms, 
That is what most of the time the, the kings will do. The emperor or the king that will be the head of that kingdom will build a statue of himself and everybody will worship that statue. So mostly this is what they do. The Roman Empire will, will actually select people from their main palace and take them to the countries that they are ruling over. And when they go, these people are called sent ones. They are sent from their main, the main palace of the Roman Empire to any country that they are ruling over. And those sent ones, the word sent one is the word apostolos. It is from that word we had apostles. Apostles. So an apostle is a sent one. And everybody that is sent from an empire or a kingdom into another kingdom has an assignment. Their assignment is to make sure that where they have been sent to will be changed. Culture, language, food, everything will change and look like the place they came from. That is where colonization came from. Where the UK people came to Ghana and colonized us to a point where we speak their English language. The same thing. So the people that were sent from UK to Ghana to rule over us are actually apostles. Is somebody following? We are going somewhere. Good. So when the Roman Empire was ruling over the entire earth. The main focus was against Israel because the one that was the prince of the Roman Empire understood the secrets of God that so long as the Israelites remain on the earth as a people, there is no way they can conquer them. And it was around that time when the Israelites were suffering in the hands of the Romans that God had also spoken through the prophets that he is going to send a deliverer that will come and set them free. And it used to be in the time past when the Philistines will rise against the Israelites and beat them. Then around that time, God brought forth a man called Samson and Samson arose and killed plenty of the Philistines and delivered the Israelites from their hands. So this time around too, when they heard the prophecies of Isaiah that unto us a child is born and a son is given, his government shall be upon his shoulders. He shall be called this. He shall deliver us from the hands of the evil one. They thought another one like Samson is coming. Little did they know that this one that was coming was not having only Israel as a nation in mind, but as the entire world is his, is his assignment. So Jesus was the one that was being born. Why is it that Jesus was not born in the time of Babylon? Why is it that Jesus was not born in the time of Medopetia? Why is it that Jesus was not born in the time of the Greeks, but in the time of Roman? That was when he was born. There is something about this thing called Roman Empire that you need to know. And tonight I'm going to open your eyes on that by the special grace of God. Alabahata <laughs> 
Okay, let's move. Now, Jesus was born in this time when the Roman Empire was ruling over the earth. And one thing, there were people that were sent from the main palace of the empire of the Romans. From Pontius Pilate, from Caesar Augustus. And these people moved straight to the land of Israel. And what they did was that they built the statue of the emperor who was called Nero by then at the main entrance. And you see, those times, the nations used to build walls around them. So the Israelites had built a wall. And that wall, when you want to, the marketplace was outside the walls. So if you are in Israel and you want to buy something, you need to get out of the main gate. Just in front of the main gate on the outside is where the marketplace is. And that is where they built the statue of Nero. This is to let you know. And what they did was that if you are going out of the main gate to buy something, you need to bow down to the statue. And when you bow down, they will put an ash and song on your right arm and also on your forehead. And when you buy things and you are going back also, the same thing will be done to you. This is something, they, have you realized that this is what they are calling 666? They will put something on your right hand and on your forehead. Wait for me. I'm going to break things down for you to understand some of these things clearly. So wait for me. Let's move on. Now, so if you decide not to take this mark, that they will put it on your right arm and on your forehead, then it means that you are never going to get out of the main gate. That means you will not buy or sell. And haven't you read that scripture? That those that did not take the mark of the beast were people that were not, were, they were not able to buy and sell. <laughs> that means you will stay in your room and die. You cannot come out to buy foodstuffs. Because if you want to go out, you need to get out of the main gate. And that is where the statue is. You need to bow down. Understand that in the time of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar built a statue of himself. And he said to the people, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego to bow. But they decided they would not do it. And they put them in a hot burning furnace. And these people did not get burnt. You remember that? This is something that all the kingdoms they used to do they will build they will build the statue of their kings and people will bow and worship those kings by this time around the Israelites decided they would never do that and that was when the Roman Empire began to maltreat the Israelites but they realized that the more they maltreat them the more the Israelites were getting strong then they went back and sat down and they decided that this is what we are going to do. Let us go to them and join ourselves to them as friends. I'm about to open your eyes on something. We join ourselves to them not as colonial masters, but this time around as friends, so that we will also join ourselves to the worship of their God. But by so doing, we will push into their system of worshiping their God, our own system. Then during the time of Passover, when the Israelites were supposed to eat the Holy Communion, they pushed something into Passover. They were celebrating a certain goddess in the Roman Emperor called Esther. 
and this Easter is the one that we have now brought into our English parlance called Easter. They pushed Easter into Passover and made it look like Easter is actually speaking of the death of the Lord Jesus Christ, but it is not. They pushed something also, what Jesus told us never to celebrate. They pushed it into the system of worship and they called it Christ Mass. There is something they called Mass, Mass, Mass in this church. They have pushed it into the system of worship of Christians and they call it Christ Mass, which we call Christmas. And we celebrate this by eating chicken and all those kind of things without having any understanding. Hey. Can we go a little bit deeper? Okay, good. Let's go deep. Now, let's talk a little bit about Easter. Let's talk a little bit about Easter. This goddess that was called Ishtar was actually the goddess of fertility to the Roman Empire. When you go to Egypt, she was also there as the goddess of fertility with a different name because they had different languages. When you go to a place called Ephesus, she was there, but this time around she was called Diana the Great. The book of Acts chapter 19 Acts chapter 19, verse 28, the Bible makes mention of Diana the Great of the Ephesians. They worship this Diana. They built the statue of Diana and they worship Diana. That was their goddess. And she was the goddess of the moon that they worshipped. And she was the one that they claimed to be the one that gave them rain, the one that gave them fruit of the womb and everything, and they worshipped him. But they worshipped him, but God sent Apostle Paul to the land of the Ephesians to do an apostolic work. And when Paul went there, he preached with signs and wonders. He healed the sick, raised the dead. All those that Diana the Great had put in bondage, Paul loosed all of them by the mighty power of the Holy Ghost. And Paul began to break all the statues of Diana. But one thing that Paul noticed was that when there is a statue of Diana then, there will be a necklace around the neck of the statue. And that necklace had a locker at the tip, which was the crescent moon. Let me see, the sickle moon, the half moon shaped with a star in the middle. This was Diana, but that was the chain that was around the neck of Diana. And many, many years after Paul preached and broke down all the statues of Diana, John, the one that wrote the book of Revelation, went back to that place called Ephesus to preach again. But this time around, when he went there, he realized that the statues of Diana had been broken, but they had built another thing. And this time, what they had built was actually the second ship of the moon or let me say the half moon with the star in the middle what is this thing trying to depict and let me just bring it in a normal sense when you look at the islamic mosque at the top of the tower you see that there is a certain half moon shape with that star in the middle so what then is that sign if it was around the neck of Diana the Great of the Ephesians, 
who is the goddess of the moon what then is he is he doing on top of the mosque of the islamic people if they claim that they worship the same god of the christians abadu malakatahas Let me talk, I'm just, I want you to understand something. From today, get this, anybody that tells you that Muslims and Christians are serving the same God, run away from the person. That person is a dangerous personality. If that person is a dangerous person, run away. There are spirits like that, trying to let to deceive people to think that the God of Christians is the same God of Muslims. It's a lie. I wish I had time to open the Quran for us to understand something. But do you know something? According to the Quran, the Quran says, God is righteous. He is one. Do not ever say three. When you say three, we are talking about Trinity. Said so anybody in the Islamic faith that says that Trinity, that person is a wrongdoer. That is to say, according to them, God is one. God is not Trinity as we Christians we claim. That God manifests in three dimensions, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They don't see it like that. And the second thing is that they say that Allah is holy. Be it far away from him to have a son. So according to the Islamic faith, Allah does not have a son. But according to the Christian faith, we believe that John chapter 3, verse 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So we believe that God has a son. And this son of God, when we believe in him, we will not perish but have everlasting life. What kind of God is this? The Muslim says that he does not have a son and he's not in any three dimensions. The Christian says that he has a son and he's in three dimensions. Are we serving the same God? People, let your eyes be opened. This is where I want to bring you to. How come that this sickle shape of the moon and the star was found around the neck of Diana? Who then is Diana? Let me take you back a little bit to the book of Jeremiah chapter 44. Jeremiah chapter 44, verse 17. The word of God makes us to understand. Diana was known as the queen of heaven. The queen of heaven the queen of heaven diana is the greatest strongest and the wisest being in the dark world the greatest being that the devil has ever contacted to work for him called the queen of heaven the queen of heaven and she's behind all forms of religion in this world but the greatest the summation of all religions in this world is called islam don't think that Islam is something small. Islam is the sum total of all the religion in this world. That is why I keep telling you that Christianity is not a religion. Don't be deceived. It is not a religion. I think one day I'll talk to you about religion. Those of you that even studied religion, you know that religion does not have a definition. Because you can define it from so many perspectives. It doesn't have one solid definition.
So now, I want to link something here. The Queen of Heaven, the Bible spoke about the fact that the children of Israel, they did something. They started serving other gods. The Roman Empire introduced a god to the children of Israel and they left their god and they started worshipping this. God bless you, man of God. Apostle James, God bless you. They started worshipping this goddess. And the Bible said they started making cakes. The Bible spoke about the fact that the fathers, the children will bring the wood and the fathers will kindle the fire. And they will bake cakes unto the queen of heaven. Let me open your eyes a little bit. Let us go back, way back into the celebration of Easter. You will know that in Easter, they used to do something. It was known as cake, cakes, 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 cakes. And you know something? The symbol, the symbol. Are you all following? I'm about to say something big here. Good. The symbol of this same queen of heaven, but this time around known as Esther, is a rabbit. And that rabbit, they don't call it rabbit, they call it Ben. Ben. B-U-N-N-Y. So most of us have heard of this before. Easter Ben, Easter Ben, Easter Ben. In the times of old, when people used to follow these things, that is how it used to be. Children would be in their homes. And somebody would dress like a burning during the time of Easter and bring cake to the house of the children. So they would, they would wake up and see cakes all around. Little, look at that. Look at that. Just look at this. So for all this while, this thing called Easter that men of God have been doing Easter convention, Easter convention. What have you ever asked yourself what is Easter? Because Jesus never told us of Easter. The only thing he told us about was the Passover. The Passover. The Passover. Let me bring the link here for you to understand. There is a strong link between the Queen of Heaven, it's her manifestation, and that half moon sign with the star. I'm about to say something heavy. <laughs> Can we go there? Hey! I think when I'm done with this one, near upon. <laughs> I'm about to say something heavy. Good. Now listen. There is a strong link between the Queen of Heaven, who was known as Diana the Great in Ephesus, also known as Esther, has so many names in different places and different assignments that she fulfills. There is a, because there was a necklace and the locker of that necklace was the half moon sign with the star at the middle. So there is a link between that Queen of Heaven 
and that particular necklace. And now we see this necklace, the locker of it to be the Islam God of worship. Now let's go deep and talk about the Queen of Heaven and see where she manifests. Now, during this period, the Roman Empire decided to mingle themselves with the Israelites and push their system of worship into that of the Israelites. And because they were ruling over the Israelites, the Israelites had no say. So Caesar Augustus Pontius Pilate, that is why when Jesus was even arrested, they took him to Pontius Pilate. Ah, who was he? Along the few verses, no more time the Roman for Amrado Jesus was taken to Pontius Pilate for him to be the one that will examine him. Who is this man? Because they were ruling over them. So now, they decided, the Roman Empire decided that they were going to select people that would join the Levites as priests who would go into the Holy of Holies. Hey, even the high priest was supposed to go to the Holy of Holies once a year. And this one is a Levite. You don't just become a Levite. How can a Gentile select people to come and serve the God of the Israelites? And the Bible said, these people, when these people were selected and they entered, they entered into the holy place. It was an abomination. It was an abomination. They entered into the holy place during the time that it was not meant for them to enter, even for the high priest. They entered and they all shifted their focus towards the east. And they began to make merry unto the goddess and to the queen of heaven. What were they doing? They were standing in the temple of God, worshipping an idol. So this is the agenda of the Roman Empire, that they will, enter, they will make the thing like a church, but it is not. They are mingling church with their system of worship. And I want to say this, that is when the Roman Catholic Church was born out of Maka, 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 Abada And I want to show you a certain sign. This Queen of Heaven is actually the one they forced themselves to make the queen of heaven enter into the church and they called her holy mary they called her holy mary to a point where they pray through her they are trying to make sure that they push their system of worship they call her holy mary and there are seasons where the queen of heaven will appear in the sky and do wonders in the sky. This is the queen of heaven, but they call her Holy Mary. 
<laughs> Somebody said, I am done with that church. I'm telling you. If you like, uh, go and ask all those guys called who are mass servers in the Roman Catholic Church. You have secrets they can't tell. I'm telling you. Very deep. Look at that. Look at the way they worship. It, it looks like there is something serious. <clears throat> Let me break things down. I want to show you the link here. I told you that there is a link between this queen of heaven who has now entered into the Catholic Church as Mary and the Islam. Haven't you realized that when you are a Roman Catholic member with all your family and you decide to leave that church and go to a different church, you are in trouble. If you know, you know. If you like, ask all those people that were Catholics with their family members that they decided to stop. Some of them, their parents disowned them. Is it not the same thing in Islam? When you become a believer, they will disown you quickly. There is a link between Islam and the Catholic Church. Many people don't know that. The Catholic, they have covered it with Christ and Mary. is a lie. Ah, may the Lord help us. <laughs> I, like that, I, like that. I told you that today I will throw some bombs. <laughs> We are now starting. We are now starting. We are about to delve deep. Something will happen. Somebody is thinking, hey, my God, it's Jesus. <laughs> Holy Ghost. Please, right after here, I'm, I'm uploading the message. The title is going to be Spiritual Realities. Download. <laughs> Download. Maybe God willing tomorrow, I'm going to give you proofs from history, scriptures, and everything. Then you know what we are talking about. Oh, good. So, James said, I have a full documentary on that. Amazing. 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 And one thing that I want you to understand is this. I told you the other time, and this one, it was very heavy for some of you to take. I told you that Jesus, his crucifixion was not on a cross like a T-shape. No. I'm telling you, it is not like, it's not a T-shape. I wish some of you would go to Google and type something about the Pope and the necklace that is around his neck and zoom and see the kind of cross and see what is on it. Pope. Now go to Europe. This is why when the ten, when the statue that The statue that they look at Nezasoro, the feet that was divided into the ten toes, which were the ten provinces of the Roman Empire. Two of those provinces became weak, and those those provinces actually became the 
the ten giant nations in Europe. They started Europe. They started Europe. And I'm going to give you all those countries. God willing, tomorrow. Italy is one of them. And in fact, go to Italy. There is a place called Rome. That is where the Vatican City is found. Abadagadagatis. And when you go there, I think God willing to, I'm going to unravel a lot of mysteries from the Vatican City. So that you understand what we are talking about. These people still think they are the ones ruling the world. I'm telling you. In fact, there are certain European countries, they make sales to the Vatican City. Yeah. Whatever they get in the course of the year, they pay some to the Vatican City. Because that is where the, the main province, the main headquarters of that empire is. If you have a friend, a brother, a family member in Italy, keep them in prayer. It is very easy to switch from God in Italy. I'm telling you, very easy to become an atheist. Very, very easy to become an atheist. In fact, if you are looking for the people that are atheists in the world, most of them are in Italy. Exactly. Thank you, Jesus. Pray for them. Pray for them. Pray for them that the Lord will show them that they will still stay focused. Yes. It is very easy to become an atheist. Very, if you're a believer in Italy, it is very easy to lose your faith. Pray for them. Pray for them. Don't you know that these people in Rome, the Vatican City, they worship them like Jesus. They worship them like Jesus. It is still the system of their worship that they are trying to do. And they are so much focused on statues. Haven't you seen that? Statue, statue, statue. It was something that was in the time past that was there. There are even statues that they kiss. You have to go and kiss the statue before. And that is when you see that a father, Roman father, will forgive your sins. You go, to, you go for confession before him. And you say, I have forgiven. <laughs> so, man of God, Prof said, What are you saying about this? So, all these people, what is going to happen? Let us pray. Let us pray. There are many believers who don't know these things. That is why I keep telling you that, you see. Anytime you are praying for a traveling dog, 
Anytime you are praying for a traveling door, every nation has a destiny. I'm telling you, every nation has a destiny. You need to know the destiny of the nation you are trying to go so that you check it with your destiny and see if it will work. Because there are countries you go that you will never flourish, even though money is flowing in the country. I'm telling you. And it might not be the devil. So that some of you were born in Ghana, but God will go and establish you in the U.S. for the rest of your life, maybe after 30 years. But you were born in Ghana. All these things have purposes. You need to know what is the assignment of God concerning Ghana. What is the assignment of God concerning the U.S.? That is why I love the United Kingdom. Haven't you realized that they have pulled themselves away from the European Union? Are you all following? All right. So, people of God, tonight I just came to open your eyes a little bit on something so that you know how to relate with certain people. Yes. Get this. I've told you this, and I'll keep saying it. The devil cannot take away light. No, he cannot take away the light of God. From time immemorial, the, the plan of the devil has been one, just one thing. And his plan is to mingle himself and his seed with the pure seed of God. That is it. This has been his agenda from day one. So the devil loves to work in the church crowd more than the club. I'm telling you. And that is the same thing that is happening. Sure. What's up with James? Exactly. It's a reality. It is true. Very true. In fact, there are many women Catholics, they don't know these things. They don't know. They are Muslims too. They don't know where they are heading towards. They don't know. They just don't know anything. Innocent people that were born by Islamic parents. Ah, they don't know. And you see, they blind the eyes of people. Especially in Islam, they, they barely dream. You like ask them. Muslim, they barely dream. Because it is one of the ways that God will speak to them. They block it. So there are many people in Islam, they don't even know where, like, where they are. They don't even know what they are doing. But the people who are sheikhs, those who are imams, 
Those who have the malams, they are highly aware of these things. They know. And before you get to that level, it is like an occultic group. You will never disclose what you know to anybody, not even your father. And I want you to understand something. There was a young guy that entered into the occultic fraternity. He stayed in for a long time, did evil stuff, and later he repented. They were trying to kill him, but he met a very anointed man of God, and he took him from the hands of the enemy. And he started sharing some of his experiences. He said something. He said, anybody that enters into occultism, the person is given an Islamic name. <laughs> anybody that enters occultism, that person is given an Islamic name. There is something about Islam that you do not know. You, let's wait for some few years and you will see the strong link between Islam and Catholic. You will see. You will see. It will just be laid bare before your eyes, just like that. Just like that. You can't deny. Listen. All the strongest forces of the devil, which is called 666, is in Islam. And as Islam finds its way into the church of God, it is called the Roman Catholic. <laughs> I've said it. I can't jump into my name here. Because I'm a crown. That is why I keep telling people, hey, if you ask them, what do I do this It will look like the whole world to you. I'm telling you. That people marriage looks like the whole world. So once they marry, no more being so moved, you just say. You don't understand life. May God help us this evening. Open our eyes. And give us great understanding into his world. In Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. Alright, God bless you. I think we would have to end here today. And um, delve deep a little bit. God willing, tomorrow. I know some of you from today. Who's a rosary that will be Komua? <laughs> I told you this. Jesus was not crucified on a cross that looks like a T-shaped cross. I said this.
Thank you, Lord Jesus. When you look at the word cross in the book of Matthew chapter 10 verse 38 the Bible said and he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me that word cross is the Greek word storos storos which means an upright stick upright especially a pointed one an upright And upright it is not something that is too bass no no don't get it twisted this t-shaped cross thing is also speaking of something and which church crab makes it so strange all the time cross 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 ding, 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 ding. if you know you know god bless you they have mingled their fetish and pagan gods with the church and we cannot see we are also doing it following them celebrating easter doing easter convention celebrating christmas mercy on our heads in Jesus precious mighty name Amen Alright God bless you I think today some of you will dream about Roman Empire and Roman Catholic fathers Some of you to start dreaming about mass service some of you too who are Roman Catholic people, I don't know. Don't know why the you can't run out of money. You can't run out of money. You can't run out of God bless you. God bless you and keep you strong. In Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. Alright. God willing, tomorrow in the afternoon we are going to have lunch prayer fire. It's going to be a time of prayer. Don't miss it. And testimonies will flow. Testimonies are shas you flow no day day you need not to miss it. This afternoon it was amazing. My God, it was amazing. It was amazing. And tomorrow the Lord is gonna bless us. A time of serious prayers. So please let everybody join. Let everybody join. 
The Lord has a word for your lift. God bless you all and keep you strong. God willing, next week, Saturday, we are going to Kumasi KNUST Campus for Eagles Conference. Hey, don't miss it. Don't miss it. Don't miss this one. If you are in and around Kumasi, don't miss it. Invite all your friends, your loved ones, your enemies, and your frenemies. And let them join. The Lord is going to raise eagles unto himself. God bless you. I'm going to upload the message right after here. The title will be Spiritual Realities. Mutia. Mon send the link number Roman Catholic phone. Today we didn't teach you. I was just trying to brush through things. I was just picking some few things about history and na there be chance see be teaching. Binaku Avalakata. All right. God bless you and give you all strong. Oh, she need the only machines we have for me. Yeah, for me and show me. Hey, Pedro, where have you been? All right, God bless you and keep you strong. Please, God willing, on the 3rd of May, on the 3rd of May, on the 3rd of May, it's a Monday, on the 3rd of May, we are going straight to Achia Mountains. My God, Achia. If you are in Cape Coast, you are paying 80 cities, you are organizing a bus from here straight to the place. But if you are not in Cape Coast and you come to the place by yourself, you are paying just 40 cities. Just 40 cities. Just 40 cities. I'm going to put the number on the WhatsApp platform so that you send the, your, um, your fee to that number. Don't miss it. Don't miss this one. I'm telling you. Last year, me jana no shi. This year, dear, I no be shi 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 shi. You pray, I'm telling you, your eyes will just open. Pa, most angels jina we nim. You be two ashiu, so be two nimo, so be three. Bibi jina also. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, and keep you strong. Susie, how are you doing? How are you, Susie? I was mom, dad, everybody. Wow, we bless God. We bless God. We bless God. Bless God for their lives. In the name of Jesus. Alright, God bless you and keep you all strong in Jesus' precious mighty name. Please, if you want to support the work of God, maybe you want to say, Man of God, you are doing a wonderful job. The, most of the people that have been calling me, telling me that God bless me for everything, they have not even joined our live session before, but they download. Right now, I think we have 44,000 people who have downloaded our messages, and it's really blessing people, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. We bless God for what He's doing, and we believe that um, through the little that we are doing, He will touch a lot of people and win souls unto Himself. In Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. God bless you and keep you all strong. Keep supporting God's work. The number is 024031551. Maybe you want to say, man of God, 
the way God is using you to bless us, I don't know what to use to sacrifice for you, but I'm sacrificing myself. I don't know how we will do it, but so don't miss it. God bless you and keep you all strong in Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. God bless you, Evangelist James. Evangelist James has sent a certain caption, 2013 Global 66 Martial Law. So you can just go and watch that. Alright. I think those of us who went to Achia the last time, we spoke about 66 and its relation to Islam. How many of us remember when we realized that the word Bismillah, Bismillah, in the name of Allah, in Arabic, is the same as 666. Bismillah. Those of you who know, Bismillah, you know what I'm talking about. It was, it was an amazing experience. Some people opened their mouth and said, Hey, so this thing was just here. You didn't know. You see what the devil does? I didn't even tremble on And they know once your eyes open, ah, that is all. Because when you know the truth, the truth shall make you free. God bless you and keep you all strong. In the name of Jesus. Amen. My daughter, anointed the girl's gift. God bless you. God bless you. Keep supporting God's work. The number is 0240 Maybe you want to support man of God. I want to support with 200,000 pounds, 300 million dollars, anything. Maybe you too, you don't have money, but you want to sacrifice with yourself. Even footballers cry, they have mazwa. So you can speakers brother Philip brother Matthias So please support. God bless you and give you strong in Jesus' precious mighty. We shall meet God willing tomorrow in the afternoon for lunch prayer fire. God bless you and keep you all strong. Shalom. Bye-bye.